Today's week five, as we study and meditate on from the life of Elijah, a man of God, a humble man of God. Uh, in fact, the New Testament recalls and mentions that Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours. Are you with me? So if you are here, Elijah, even though he did greater exploits, miracles, signs, wonders, breakthroughs through the life and ministry of Elijah. But listen, he was a man with a nature just like ours. He went into depression. He has suicidal thoughts. In one scripture, he did great miracles. In another scripture, you see him running away for his own life. It's the nature of us. We do greater work in one season. And then when depression comes and then negative impacts happen, we go into a cycle of depression. He was a man with a nature just like us. But God's word says he was a man of God because God was with Elijah, do I have some people here who would say, God is with me. God is with my family. God is in my present. Oh, no, no, no. God was in my past. He is in my present. And I know my God is in my future as well. Hallelujah. The assurance that we have when we understand God is with me. Failures come. My God is with me. Sickness come. My God is with me. Hallelujah. Betrayals come. My God is with me. Oh, suicidal thoughts will come. But my God is with me. And as long as I know my God is with me. Praise the Lord. That's the story of Elijah. Five weeks. Today is the fifth week. Today I want to title my message as. And, and when I mention that uh, the life of Elijah uh, is the story of our life. Today I want to mention and title my message as troublemaker. Nobody liked that title. Like it or not like it, each of you guys here, you are all troublemakers. As a pastor of this church, I know you guys are very good in troublemaking. But here is something that I want to declare as a prophetic message into my church community. That I want to declare that God has anointed you to create some trouble and havoc in hell. And I declare on the sound of my voice, you're encouraged today. That your anointing is not just to be an ordinary person. Your anointing is not just to come attend Randapata, you know, two songs, do Geet Gake. No, no, that is not your anointing. Your anointing is to live an extraordinary life under the anointing of heaven. And that's why I want to declare here, each of us, we are called by God so that we will cause some trouble. Praise the Lord. Oh, come on, somebody. We will cause some trouble. We will cause some trouble. Listen, in the life of Elijah, let's read 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 16 through 18. 16, 17, and 18. I'm going to read uh, the verse here. So, so Obadiah, verse 16 says, So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, uh, 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 and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Now, you know, in the scriptures just before that, and last week we meditated on that, uh, uh, that Obadiah comes and meets with Elijah. And now Obadiah, who is the chief secretary of uh, uh, Ahab's uh, palace, you know, goes back to Ahab and tells him, hey, you know what? I met Elijah. Now Ahab wanted to meet Elijah. And Ahab went to meet Elijah. Verse 17, when he saw Elijah, this is what he said. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, is that you, you troubler of Israel? Are you with me? Is that you, Elijah? 
you troubler of Israel. Ahab, a king who was deceitful. Ahab, who a, a king who was wicked. Bible lets us know that Ahab was the most wicked king in the life of Israel. 13 consecutive kings that Israel had, one after the other, everybody were wicked. All of the kings. And now comes Ahab. And Ahab is not the only person in his family who's wicked. His wife is double wicked. Oh, come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. His wife is the one, he's the, he, you know, I mean, to think about this. He's the president, he's the king. But really, his wife is the one who is the assigning authority. It is his wife who is ruling. And his wife is the princess of a nation that worship idol, uh, uh, idols. And, 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 and all kind of demonic spirit is with Jezebel. And Ahab is married to a demonic spirit. Are you with me, church? Listen, as we look into the scripture here, Ahab was chasing Elijah. Jezebel is looking for Elijah. And in fact, they killed hundreds of God's prophets in the previous verses. Obadiah saved hundreds of God's prophets in a cave and provided them with supply. Obadiah in the scriptures was a good man. Ahab and Jezebel are the wicked people here. But as they find Elijah, there is a vengeance in Ahab. That it is because of you that there is chaos and confusion and famine in our land. And that is why when he sees Elijah, he tells him, hey, you know what? You are the troubler of Israel. Because of you, I have lost my peace. Because of you, I have lost my sustenance. Because of you, I have lost the ground that I stand. Because of you, I have lost everything that I was counting as a stability around me. Ahab comes and tells Elijah, you are the troubler of Israel. In other words, you have caused trouble to me and my household. Praise the Lord. If you are anointing, anointed by God, if you're anointed by God, your anointing will cause trouble. Anything that is not of the God, anything that is not of God's word, anything that is not of God's power and principle, you will cause trouble in every system. Are you with me? Praise Lord. Listen to this very carefully. When you walk into some organizations, there are things that they do. There are things that they practice. They've been doing it. That does not align with the word that you have read, your belief system. Yes, what happens? You cannot... Go and underline with all of that is happening in, the, in that organization. Just because they said it, it is right. No, just because the word says that is right. You will cause, your, your faith will cause trouble in that situation. It's almost like as if, you know, there's a river that is flowing and you take a stone and you put the stone in the river. What happens? There is ripples that flow. And that is noticeable. When God puts you in any situation, it could be a friendship, any sort of a relationship, your school, workspace, wherever it is. There are things that happen in those circumstances that does not make you comfortable. Because you have read the Bible though a different way. You're standing with God. Your authority with God. Your anointing caused the trouble in that area. In other words, you and me, we are called to cause trouble in the enemy's camp. And that is the story of Elijah. 
I don't care how many people worship Baal. I don't care how many people worship Asherah. I don't care how many people are idol worshippers here. But as long as I live, I'm going to cause trouble here. Because of the mention of the name of God, Jesus, things have to move. Things have to change. And that is where your authority comes. That is where your anointing comes. I'm here to declare, when you mention the name of Jesus, things are going to change. Those demonic spirits will recognize the anointing in you. I want to declare my first point here. Your anointing disrupts the demonic agendas. Oh, come on somebody. Your anointing disrupts demonic agendas. Am I speaking to a group of people who know you've been anointed by God to disrupt the flow of demons, to disrupt and bring chaos in the camp of the enemy? Am I here declaring the word of the Lord to somebody and I'm going to encourage you, brother, sister, your anointing is to disrupt the flow of the enemy. What happened to your fathers, what happened to your grandfathers, what happened to your family will not happen to you because you will cancel. There are some jail breakers here. There are some chain breakers here. And I declare under the anointing of God that you will break the flow of demons. Your anointing is to bring disruption. Disruption in the enemy's camp. Praise the Lord. I know there are people who are prayer warriors in this church. And because of their prayers, we've been seeing some miracles happening. Your prayer matters. I know there are some anointed leaders in our church who communicates a prophetic word every single Sunday from this podium. And because of that word's deliverance, I know there is disruption happening. Oh, I sense in my spirit. There is disruption happening. There is disruption happening. I don't want to be a normal, ordinary pastor who would come and give you three points, pointless, and have a demon doctorate in uh, demonology, whatever. I want to be a pastor that would continue to increase the body of believers, saying that, hey, you know what, your prayer does not matter that you quote scriptures from Genesis to Revelation in your holy standing with God. When you call upon the name of the Lord, there is going to be a holy disruption. Enemy will understand. Demons will recognize you are not an ordinary child. You are anointed by God and you are called to bring a disruption. Ahab looked at Elijah and said, you are the troubler. You are the troubler. Praise the Lord. I wonder there is how many families at Zion Church today listening to me online or wherever you're watching us from. When the demons see you, they see you are the troubler of our kingdom. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This family is a prayer filled, prayerfully leading, led family. And I declare when you start doing it, the demonic spirits will recognize. Listen, every area, and this is very spiritual. I'm talking to my church today. Every area has a territorial demonic operation. Every area. Every area. You take up whatever area. The last few weeks and especially last two days of our fasting and prayer, we've been praying for Frisco. There's a demonic operation. A very bad stronghold. Richardson has a different kind. We've been tapping into some of these. And in Jesus' name, we're coming against that. Church will never be defeated. Church will never lie in the shadows. Church, will, church is coming out of the cave. Church is coming out of the hideout zone. 
And I declare in Jesus' name, the church will take over what was meant for us. By the blood of the Lamb, some holy disruption will happen because you are anointed. Your family is anointed. Your children, you are anointed by God. Hallelujah. By talking to some people who understand I'm anointed by God. When you do some business deals, listen. Anything that happens out of the ordinary, not standing in the word of God, you will cause a disruption there because you are standing in the word of the Lord Almighty. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ahab looks at Elijah and says, you are the troubler of Israel. In other words, you're my, you've been troubling me. I've lost my peace. Holy Spirit reveals. There are families... You are dealing with some generational stuff that is going on in your life. Generational stuff. I declare that generational shame, generational pain that you're dealing with one season after the other, one cycle after the other. And in Jesus' name, receive the anointing to break the yokes of the enemy today. Your anointing will break. It is the supernatural power of the almighty God. And today I declare nothing of the past will affect your present or your future. You are secured in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. You will cause disruption in the demonic camp. You will cause disruption. Oh, come on somebody. You will cause disruption. You will. Every foundation will be shaken. Why? Because you are anointed by God. You're anointed by God. Listen, second thing that I want to mention real quick, I want to go into our scriptures today. Verse 18, Elijah looks into Ahab and tells him, I have not made trouble for Israel. Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have, you have abandoned the Lord's command and have followed the bells. Now listen, I have not made trouble for Israel, but you and your father's family have. Listen to this very carefully. When Ahab comes and meets with Elijah, he is trying to blame Elijah for all of the mistakes that is going on. Have you been in those places? When you try to do something good, but people will blame you anyways? Praise the Lord. You try to benefit somebody. You try to pray for them. And I've come across, and especially in a pastoral life, you come across, you do good, people stand against you. You do, you know, whatever. You know, people are always, you find them all against you. They blame you for everything. Elijah, and the reason why he commanded the heavens to be shut was because people will come back to God. He did in the intentions that people would be drawn back to God. But now Ahab comes and blames Elijah. Elijah is taking the blame of everybody else and their mistakes here. But Elijah looks to the eye of Ahab and tells him on point. It's not because of me Ahab. You are the king of this land. It is because of you and your forefathers. Oh, look at the audacity that Elijah. Can I tell you something? When you're anointed by God, you will not fear any man. He might be the king or the president or the prime minister. If you're, and when you understand your anointing in God, you will face the opposition, look to him in his eye and let him know, you know what? It is not me who is a troubler. It is not my mistake. It is you and your father's household. 
Elijah understood. The audacity for him to speak that truth came from his anointing and he recognized his anointing. Listen, he recognized his anointing. And that is where I want to declare today that each of us in this room, no matter what age group you belong to, you're anointed by God. There is no doubt about it. You are anointed by God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our little Joe, who's the youngest in this room right now? I think it's baby Isabella. Barely a few months old. But can I declare, that child is anointed by God. From baby Isabella to the oldest in this room, you're anointed by God. Your anointing will cause trouble in the enemy's, I declare as a prophetic word today, your anointing will cause trouble in the enemy's camp. Guess why people don't like you? Guess why there are some areas when you walk in, you feel like there's some sort of a stronghold that I feel. Praise the Lord. I was doing ministry work in Nepal many, many, many years ago. And uh, the moment our train left South India and we stepped into, you know, people who are ministering in North India, you understand the moment you... You know, South India, and I would say that is, uh, is, 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 you know, saturated with prayers for many, many generations. But the moment you step into northern part of India, you see a, a different kind of stronghold. And as pastors, when we were traveling up north, we sensed as we got closer to Uttar Pradesh, Varanasi and all that area, stronghold of the demonic spirit. And we could sense in our spirit that there's some sort of a stronghold. And one after the other, as we are journeying, we see one after the other, there's some sort of a sickness, somebody from our team. There's some sort of a, a, a confusion, chaos that, that is bringing on to, you know, that we lose our peace in that moment. Our goal was to go into Nepal. And as we, you know, travel through uh, UP and Bihar to the border there, we've been noticing such stronghold. Like our hearts were heavy that we are losing our peace. Like what is going to happen? We were filled with so much of confusion and chaos. And you know, like we were, we were almost like, can we just go back? But can I tell you, there was something God wanted to do in Nepal. His spirit, one of our brothers, you know, uh, one of our leaders who were with us in that moment. And he said, and he said in Jesus name, I bind the territorial forces in this area. Are you with me? He was not a pastor, just an ordinary believer. Just an ordinary believer. But he understood, I might be an ordinary believer, but I have an extraordinary God. And he said, I am anointed by God. And in Jesus' name, every territorial forces, I bind you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. There are some territories that has some certain sort of addiction, filled demonic spirit. Stay away from those places. Don't go, don't get your roots deeper in those areas. But this brother here, he said, I bind this territorial force. Can I tell you, the moment he made that prayer, the moment, the moment he made that prayer, we started seeing changes. A heavy burden just lifted away. Can I tell you, that ministry trip in Nepal, we baptized so many people who were added to Christ. Demonic spirits left from the Lord. Of, that church grew in number. We were there for three weeks. And in three weeks of our mission trip, God did extraordinary things in Nepal. I'm here to declare, this is the promise of heaven. That through your ministry, your city will recognize the anointing in you. Come on. 
those demonic spirits in those territorial spirits will recognize the anointing in you. You are not an ordinary believer. Just coming here for two songs and 30 minutes of message, you found the wrong place. I want to challenge some people who will be encouraged by God. When you walk into Grand Prairie or Fort Worth or Frisco or Colony or, 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 or Murphy, whatever area from you, where you come from. But can I, those territorial demonic spirit will understand the anointing in you. Your anointing breaks, brings the disruption there. Praise the Lord. They can't sit. Yesterday I was talking to, you know, during a fasting and prayer. Yesterday I was mentioning here, you know, many years ago when I was growing up at my church, my church had this annual 21 days of fasting and prayer. I grew up in Bangalore, annual 21 days of fasting and, and prayer. On the 20th day, our next day is we are all going to close our services and fasting prayers back in our home church was most like a festival. Everybody comes and stays at church. And my church had, you know, that when I was growing up, we had close to 7,000 members there and uh, people would stay. It's a, it's, a, it's a festival. People would stay at church and we used to take care of one another. Continuously, there was prayers happening. One of the events that evening, there was a pastor visiting from Kerala who happened to come to our church and he was ministering. And as he was ministering, he said, you know what? 21 days of fasting, prayer, or the Holy Spirit is telling that you should extend it to 40 days. And when you are a spirit-filled church and a spirit-filled pastor, a spirit-filled leader, you don't listen to man's agenda, you listen to God's agenda. God says, extend your fasting and prayer, that's what we want to do. Praise the Lord. Everybody, whoever were working, whatever they were doing, they Stop. They were at church for the next 40 days. But here's what I want to declare. That Monday morning onwards, the church's fasting prayer just walked into, stepped into a new dimension. Families gathered together in unity. There were families who were, you know, like everywhere we have, you know, it's very hard to work with families because everybody has their own thought processes. But here, from the next day onward, we saw families just coming together, weeping in the presence of God, united together. With one voice. That week, you know, there was a priest who walked into our church and he said, You know what? We've been trying to make some sacrifices and our goddess is not revealing herself at all. We understood the reason and they said, Our goddess or that demonic spirit said, That demonic spirit said that because of your church's prayer, my God is not revealing itself. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Because of the church's fasting and prayer. That year, even though there was a bigger church at that point, that year, God gave a new breakthrough that church. God gave a new breakthrough that church. From 7,000 members, now that church is close to, I think, around 25, 30,000 members in Bangalore. But that year, something had to break. Something had to break. The church purchased around five acres of property. And now the church again purchases around eight acres of property because they don't have space to contain people. Are you with me, church? They don't have space to contain. What, what happened there? They came against that demonic spirit, that territorial demonic spirit. You are a man, a woman with a nature just like Elijah. Don't lead a simple family life. Lead an extraordinary family life because you're anointed by God. When you have family prayers every night, when you have family, bless your children, bless your family, but also speak against that territorial forces. Are you with me, church? Are you with me? Speak against that territory. As long as I live in Saxe, 
I come against the demonic spirits here. As long as I live in Rowlett, I come against the demonic As long as I live in Colony, I come, as long as I live in Lubbock, I come against that demonic spirit. As long as I live in New Jersey, I come against that demonic God has anointed you. You don't have to be afraid. Look to the eye of the enemy and let him know, hey, you know what? You have this trouble because of your false practices. Real quick, I want to jump into another point here. False gods promise what only the true God can provide. Listen to this very carefully. The reason why Elijah, the reason why Elijah come against Ahab was because Ahab and Jezebel has let their families, members, their, you know, everybody in their kingdom to worship demonic spirit because of for rain, for blessing, for prosperity, for children. They've been worshiping all kind of demonic gods and goddesses. Now Elijah comes into the scene and he disrupts the flow of what they were doing. And that is what I want to declare. False gods promise what only true God can provide. I want to take your attention to it. You know, I did my MDiv program, which is very expensive. And sometimes I want to throw in some, uh, 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 you know, program that, you know, the words, because it was, I paid money to it. So I want to encourage my church and teach my church. You know, and in a Christian world, uh, listen, in a Christian world, in a Christian faith like ours, we believe in a monotheistic God. We believe in a monotheistic God. God is one. Belief, worshiping, just one God. But many religions in the world, many other religions in the world, and especially in the time of Elijah, it was more of a polytheistic belief system. What is it? They have many gods. They have gods for each offices, right? Baal and Asherah and many other god and goddesses for different offices and they worship and sacrifice to these gods. Elijah had only one god. They all had many gods. And they went in prayer for water, for rain, for harvest to these many gods. Listen to what I'm saying here. In today's world, even though we worship God and we understand that we have a monotheistic background of worship, but believe it or not, like it or not, we live in a world, even though you're a blood-washed Pentecostal believer or whatever, but we all have these demigods in our lives. What are they? Money, possessions, wealth, all of kind of mini demigods in our life. And that is where I want to declare false gods provide a promise what only the true God can provide. Praise the Lord. One moment of enjoyment, maybe that God, whatever you have in your life, can provide. That one moment of enjoyment, that one moment of wealth and, and being happy. But can I tell you, when that moment passes away, maybe when you leave that hotel room, maybe when you leave that uh, area geographic location, Maybe when you leave that restaurant, maybe when you leave that company, your joy, your happiness, your momentarily blessing, your momentarily peace, your momentarily joy, 
is also living in that place. Are you with me? And that is what only God, the true God that you and me worship, he provides what the other gods promises. Are you with me? The beauty of our Jesus is that he does not change because time has changed. He does not change because situation has changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. False gods make promises. Money can give us enjoyment for a time season. Alcohol may give us enjoyment for a time and season. Certain relationships and company and, and, and gathering in some places may give us enjoyment for a season. It is momentarily when you leave that place and walk into a new area. Listen, that joy has been left behind. And that is where God provides. False gods provide enjoyment for momentarily pleasures. But true God provides happiness and peace. I may go through deepest waters, but my God is on my side. I may go through the fiery furnace, but my God is on my side. I may go through sickness and depression and chaos and confusion, but my God is on my side. And as long as I have God on my side, I can stand eye to eye to any Ahab and Jezebel to declare, I, the Lord commands, will shut the heavens up. And as long as I have the authority, walk in the authority this season. Walk in this authority. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter how old you are. Walk in this. I'm teaching my son. The other day I was driving around and I said, Josiah, I'm not wanting to pray. Because I remember my dad helping me understand. When I was growing up in Bangalore, when I walk, drive with him in, in the, I tell him, you know what? I, I want to, I, I give you this land as your inheritance. Why do I say this? Because my son Josiah, who is celebrating his sixth birthday today, I am praying over his life. And I'm saying that, hey, you know what? You will stand as God's ambassador in this land. I give you this land. Take over. And that is the promise of heaven. You're anointed by each of you. Yesterday night, we were praying for some of our soon-to-be moms. I don't want to mention y'all's name. Very soon-to-be moms. We were praying for the baby growing in their womb. The baby growing in that mom's womb. We have three families. Baby growing in the... I pray in Jesus' name. Our children will receive an anointing that is not ever seen anywhere else. The supernatural power of the almighty God. Our children will stand up with that anointing. Your anointing makes the difference. Nothing else. My Bible college degree was finished when I graduated from my SABC. It doesn't matter. But what makes the difference is, brother, sister, your anointing. When you walk into rooms filled with depression, depression has to leave. No choice. When you walk into a room filled with demonic spirit, demonic spirit has to leave. No choice. No choice. Why? Because your anointing causes the trouble in that environment. You are a troublemaker. Each of you. Next time, when you look at your child... And call them, hey, you're a troublemaker. They will look at you, I'm a troublemaker for Jesus. And I anoint you with a blessing today. Cause trouble and havoc in the enemy's camp like never before. Can I have my worship team real quick behind me? As we move into our Holy Communion today, we get to do all of this. Why? Because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Is that not true? 
we do whatever God has asked us to do with the boldness because we always remember that what Jesus has done on the cross has never gone in vain. His precious blood unites the body of Christ. His broken body unites the body of Christ so that every time when we approach the throne of grace, we come with confidence. Why? Because of what Christ has done on the cross. Brothers and sisters, it is what unites us today. The holy table unites us today. We have a seat at the table because of God's kindness and mercy. You and me, we were sinners crippled in the ways of our sinful practices. But it was God's kindness that has chosen us. It is God's kindness that has washed our sins away. And it is God's kindness that you don't no longer live in those sinful ways of practice, but God just anoints you. So listen, as I tie in my message to holy table today, listen, every time you extend your hands towards the holy table, Listen to this very carefully. This reminds us that you are still anointed. This reminds us that you are still the child of the living God. This reminds us what Christ has done on the cross will never ever go in vain. This is the reason why you and me have a boldness to stand against any Ahab. This is the reason why even though our families might be in different places, but we are united together as one church in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Very soon, we will make an official announcement, but we're continuing to pray for our Frisco campus ministry that we are coming around this wonderful family and we are praying for them, starting up our Frisco campus. But I pray there are many people in Frisco area who has not yet received Jesus. They will come to the saving grace of Jesus. Why? Because every time when we come around this table, this table reminds us, I am still the child of the living God. I am anointed by God Almighty. And what God has done, no man can ever separate. It is His love for me. Can we all rise up in God's house together as we make a commitment, as we examine ourselves and extend our hands towards this holy table. Let us gather together understanding it is what God has done for us is greater in our life. Can I call uh, Georgie Uncle to come help me serve the Holy Communion elements here? As he comes here, I'm going to read a scripture that I always read and I don't want, because we've been doing it, I don't want us to take it for granted. Understand, this is Pauline scripture here, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. It says, and... When he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is for you. This in remembrance of me, you do. Verse 25, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes brothers and sisters this cup signifies this wafer signifies the broken body of Jesus Christ the broken body of Jesus Christ 
to unite this body. Today we have churches all across DFW. We have churches all around the world. But we are one in Christ Jesus because of what He has done on the cross. His broken body unites us together. And it is our remember in remembrance of what Jesus has done on the cross. But listen to this. Verse 25 ends, 26 ends with this. You proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. He had to die so that I may live. Oh Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus had to die so that I may live. I died to my sinful life. I die to my sinful practices, but I live in Christ Jesus. I am made alive in Christ Jesus. That is the hope as we remember what Christ has done on the cross. Your anointing comes from what Jesus has already provided. Every eye closed. Examine ourselves. Look into ourselves. Who can extend their hands towards the holy table? People who are baptized blood washed, anointed live a holy life and examining Father I pray right now a prayer of blessing as we extend our hands towards this table I pray your blessing and your peace over our people in Jesus name, Amen